Welcome back to Radio Revel with your host, Revel Airway. Today's Monday, and our show today is a reading of the weekly topic post I hung on the board over at Cafe Talk this week. Have a listen. That video you can see on Cafe Talk is me on vacation with my family in Washington, D.C., probably 1967. I'm representing my Cub Scout pack in placing a wreath on the grave of President John F. Kennedy on the anniversary of his assassination. I belonged to the Cub Scouts from about the age of eight until I moved on to the Boy Scouts, which I left at about the age of 12. I grew up on a farm in the Midwest of the United States, so extracurricular was not something easy to manage. I caught a yellow school bus really early every morning to get to school and took the same bus back home every afternoon. Extracurricular time was spent on homework, play, or chores, not activities. Cub Scouts, though, was an exception. Despite my family being modestly poor, my parents considered the Cub Scouts an important civics activity for a boy. This meant that a certain amount of money would be put aside to pay for a uniform shirt and cap and bandana, some camping gear, and a little extra gas money so my mom could come to town to pick me up after den meetings. Den meetings were held every Wednesday at a fellow scout's house. His mother would be our den mother, and we would spend a couple of hours learning useful scout skills like tying knots or building a fire or the like, though most of the meetings involved some kind of tabletop manual art project usually related to American Indians in one way or another. With certain regularity, we were examined on our scout skills and would receive a merit badge that reflected having learned that skill. These were little patches which our moms sewed onto our scout uniform shirt and we wore like honor badges on Wednesdays when all us Cub Scouts wore our uniform shirt all day during class and recess while non-Scouts just wore their regular shirts. It's October, a time of year when a morning that looks really warm and beautiful can suddenly become a gray, damp, and downright wet afternoon. It's Wednesday, and I've got a den meeting that afternoon after school. Always a bit more exciting for me, since I don't have to run to catch the school bus. I could walk with other friends across town to our den mother's house. So I'm getting ready to leave my house that Wednesday morning in October to walk down the mile-long lane between our farmhouse and the main road where the school bus is going to pick me up. I'm arguing with my mother. She insists that I wear my new winter coat to school despite the pleasant autumn morning weather, while I am whining that if I wear the coat to school, the playground monitor will make me wear it during recess and I won't be able to show off my new merit badges to my classmates. Of course, my mother wins, and I trudge down the gravel lane, moaning to myself. At the end of the lane, there was an outhouse my father had put up for me to shelter in on colder days. Our farm was really out in the middle of nowhere. The winter was generally cold and wet and freezing, and I would often have to wait for the school bus at least ten minutes in that freezing weather. I never really liked waiting inside the outhouse. Kind of smelled bad, even though my dad had cleaned it up. And there were always spiders. This day, though, the outhouse at the end of the lane gave me a perfect idea. I could hide my winter coat in the outhouse, get on the school bus, ride to school. 
Since I would not have worn the coat to school, the teacher could not make me wear it during recess, and I could show off those merit badges. On my way home, I would simply pick up the coat, put it on, walk home, and no one would be the wiser. During recess that day, no one really noticed the merit badges. I stood out mostly because I was the only kid on the playground not wearing a winter coat. Sure, the temperature was more or less agreeable, but it was getting a little cloudy. No problem, except standing out like a sore thumb. After school, I walked with my Cub Scout friends to Tommy Mercer's house. We spent a little over an hour doing a craft activity involving painting colors in a graph paper until the face of an Indian chief became clear, kind of an artistic bingo with the dead mother, Mrs. Mercer, calling out the column letter and then a math problem for the number row and then a color. Column B, two times two, color blue. So the activity was educational as well. At the end of the den meeting, I showed my mother my work proudly. She glanced at it with a smile and told me to go fetch my winter coat while she chatted briefly with Mrs. Mercer. Oh, no. I lied to her once, telling her that I must have left it in my locker at school. I figured she would simply take me home and I could finish the original plan the next day. Nope. She took me back to the school and waited in the car while I went inside and went to my locker where I knew my winter coat was not. I lied to her a second time. This time I must have left it on the bus or on the playground during the recess. She took me into the school office where we asked it lost and found about the coat. Of course, it had not been brought in. It was still hidden in the outhouse at the end of our lane. When we got home, my mother sent me to my room. Only after having swatted my rear end with an old belt, my parents kept around specifically for punishment for major misbehavior. This was major, major misbehavior. I had lost a new winter coat that had cost money that my parents now did not have, but would have to dish out again because they couldn't send me to school without a winter coat. Then my father came home from work came to my room and asked me where my winter coat was. I lied to him. I told him I didn't know where it was. He left my room for a moment, then returned with my winter coat in his hand. In the other hand, he had the belt. I got my rear end tanned a second time that evening, this time for having lied to my father. How was I supposed to know that he had seen me hide the coat in the outhouse from the tractor he was riding way out there in the middle of that cornfield over there? I continued going to Cub Scout meetings for years, until I became a Boy Scout. Around this time, I also became a member of the school band and marching band. My instrument was the trumpet. No sports until junior high, track and field. Drama club, French club, student council, forensic club, all this in high school. By then, we had moved into town, though transportation was almost always an issue with extracurricular activities. I don't remember much more about those Cub Scout days beyond that horrible choice I made about the winter coat. I do remember the winter coat, though. It was blue with a furry hood, and it was warm and cozy and kept the Midwestern wind and sleet and snow out way back when winters were really cold and lasted all winter long. Thank you for listening to this week's weekly topic post. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. 
Tune in to Radio Rebel again next Monday to hear the weekly topic post by Rebel, read aloud by me, Rebel Airway. Thanks again for listening. Peace.